Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a bitch. But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! And welcome to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galena joined by the fantasy executive Corey Parson. We're together finally. Corey, how's it going? What's the deal with you, Joe? Glad to have, uh, glad to uh, be on board with you today. Hope everything <laughs> goes well. How's everything? So far, so good. Just glad that uh, we finally got together. Uh, looking forward to uh, the rest of the season where uh, we got uh, week two of uh, fantasy football. Got off to a pretty good start. Entertaining game uh, Thursday night uh, between the uh, Bengals and the Ravens. Bengals uh, beat out the uh, Ravens 34-23. Uh, to 23 and Break up the Bengals card. They're 2-0. Yeah, they're two and zero, but I'm not buying it at all, Joe. I think it's a similar situation that it is every September. Mm-hmm. The Bengals normally come out the gate pretty strong, so I'm not buying it. All right, all right. Well, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, uh, Bengals got some uh, bad news regarding Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon uh, on the night was 21 for 84. Has gotten off to a pretty good start. I mean, uh, we know about Mixon, uh, very very talented running back. Uh, so far in the season, 38 for 179. But uh, unfortunately, uh, he's going to have arthroscopic knee surgery today, uh, sort of like a cleanup procedure, uh, thinking that he might be out somewhere around two to four weeks. Yeah, I always would say that you would probably bet more so on the four-week side of that, Joe. Yeah. Um, you know, Pelia is obviously owners of Joe Mixon. They want to be optimistic, think they'll get him back within two weeks' time, but it's probably looking like a month. Luckily, um, you know, I stayed away. I think he was going to have a good season. This injury is going to slow him down a little bit, especially if you miss a month of him. Obviously, you start to get into the bye weeks and stuff like that. So uh, for Joe Mixon owners, it kind of sucks. Yeah, it does. Yes, it does. Uh, I mean, I didn't. I don't have any shares of him. Uh, I mean, if I had the opportunity, I would have drafted him. But uh, at, at this stage, uh, what are we thinking about Giovanni Bernard? Uh, I mean, the, the eye test, he looks pretty explosive. I mean, we know what he's, his forte is, right, catching the ball. Yeah, well, here's the thing. This is what I will say about the situation with Giovanni Bernard. If he is on your waiver wire, he becomes the number one waiver wire ad uh, going into week three of the fantasy uh, the NFL season slash fantasy football season. Gio Bernard, talented runner. Uh, also, you know what he could do as a ball catcher. Been a part of that system for a while now. So he'll mm-hmm. step in and get all of that work to himself. So not only moving forward, not only is he be the top waiver wire pickup, he'll also be probably more than likely next week this time we're looking at a guy that's ranked as an RB1. Yep, yep, yep. And, uh, Corey, uh, some poetic justice for me personally because uh, I had uh, A.J. Green in my lineup, and the same team uh, I had uh, gotten my ass kicked last week is uh, the same team where I had A.J. Green. My opponent had uh, Tyreek Hill. <laughs> so, oh, wonderful. So, last week. So, yeah. uh, I guess uh, things come around, right? It all evens out. Yeah, it all evens out. That's the thing about fantasy football, Joe. At the end of the season, you're going to say, you know what? I had my shares of ups and downs, but it was totally fair. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's a fast season, right? So, I mean, because when, when you mentioned uh, about, you know, mixing, you know, the, the two to four weeks, and I agree with you, it's probably going to be closer to the four week absence. But uh, you got to be proactive, right? I mean, because it's such a quick season. I mean, you really don't want to get off to an 0 2 start. It, it, if you do, you still have time to make up. Make up a yeah, but yeah, but you don't. <laughs> you, you start to second guess yourself at that point. So, but you're right. You still have time to make up ground. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, let's take a look at just some of the uh, performances from that Thursday night game. And uh, what we're going to do, we're going to give you a preview of uh, the upcoming games, uh, throw in some fantasy, throw in some, uh, hey, if you want to put a wager on it, we'll uh, go over uh, spreads, who we think is going to be uh, cover, uh, the, the game scripts of the games, uh, whether or not we think they're going to be high scoring or not, maybe talk a little DFS as well, uh, maybe get uh, Corey's take on some uh, survival pool picks. So uh, we're going to have fun. Stay with us. And uh, maybe we'll get some calls in later in the show. So uh, uh, we'll open up the, the phone lines a little bit later. Take your lineup questions, right? So uh, Andy Dalton, 24 for 42, 265 passing yards, four touchdowns. Dalton's had a, uh, a history of not showing up for uh, nationally televised games, but uh, he looked pretty good. No, he definitely showed up. He didn't expect a four-touchdown performance against the Baltimore Ravens defense, even yeah. at home. But he stepped up. He came to play early. Uh, got it going with A.J. Green. Also got it going with Tyler Boyd. And I was telling people that was in on John Ross. I was like, mm-mm, John Ross is not the guy, the guy to, to, to own as a second wide receiver. Cincinnati is going to be Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd been in that system for a while now. I think they're getting mm-hmm. rid of Brandon LaFell because they see a development in Tyler Boyd. So he's going into his third year right now. So another guy that's going to be a hot waiver wire pickup. You got a mm-hmm. couple Bengals going to be good waiver wire pickups in Tyler Boyd and Giovanni Bernard this upcoming week. Yeah, glad you brought him up because, uh, you know, everybody knows about John Ross. You know, he's got that speed. But, you know, he could be as fast as you want. If you don't catch the ball, it's not going to do much for you, right? But uh, Boyd, uh, in his rookie season, had 54 catches for 603 yards. Uh, only started, uh, only played in 10 games last year. But uh, I'm with you on uh, on Boyd. I think he's a pretty good option off of the waiver wire. So, um now, uh, on the, uh, the Ravens side, uh, you know, a guy that I kind of liked coming into this, uh, into this season, uh, John Brown. Now, John Brown, big play potential, right? I mean, he looked really good. He connected uh, with Flacco in the preseason. Uh, he's got that sickle cell trait, but it's, right now it's, it's dormant. But uh, 10 targets uh, on Thursday night, caught uh, four passes for 92 yards and a touchdown, had a 45-yard uh, reception. What are your thoughts on John Brown? Is he someone that, uh, you know, that you're interested in? No, not at all. I'm not a John wow. Brown believer. Okay. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a John Brown believer. I like Brown it. Believer. I like it. Tell me what don't you think. Me, don't, I, I think he's a fraud. Don't okay. get me wrong. I think he's out to a good start so far this mm-hmm. season. You definitely like to see that 10 targets. But right. I've been telling people to stay away. I think I think uh, the injury situation is a concern. I also mm-hmm. just think the lack of production throughout the course of the whole season. So you're getting those nice numbers now, putting them in that lineup. I think I sell. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, sell high, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I disagree with you, but that's, yeah, that's, I feel that's you. it. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, uh, Willie Sneed had eight targets, five for 54. Any, any love for him? Or can you really love anyone other than maybe a Michael? Maybe maybe you don't love anybody in this uh, passing game for the Ravens other than Crabtree. Or maybe no, I'm you not don't even really, like him. I, 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 I don't own no shares. Um, I'm not really the biggest guy on the Baltimore Ravens offense. Do got a couple of shares of Alex Collins. He's off to a slow start so far. Well, not really a slow start, but you definitely would expect more through the first two games of the season. So I think his owners may show a little fear right now. But other than that, I'm not. Um, I'm not really into the Baltimore Ravens offense. Right, right. What about uh, Buck Allen? Are you a little concerned? I know that some people were concerned that uh, Buck Allen got the goal line uh, carry early in the game. Uh, you know, I mean, I, to me, Buck Allen more of a uh, you know pass catching back, maybe change of pace. I think Alex Collins is like you kind of intimated is is the guy to uh, own right here. Yeah, I, I, yeah, Alex Collins is definitely the guy with own without, without a doubt on that one. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, all right. So. Uh, why don't we uh, move I, That's just how I look at it. I, I'm not, you know, people are going to go to waiver wire and pick up Buck Allen. I'm not going to be one of those guys. Right. All right. Uh, in the PPR league, he does, in my opinion, he has uh, some uh, value. But uh, I agree with you. I think that uh, Alex Collins uh, is I, the If guy. he hits. Listen, last year I missed on um, – Last year, I missed on the young man, Alex Collins, when he broke out at Baltimore's backfield. Yeah, yeah. I just don't trust Baltimore's backfield. If I miss out again this year, then so mm-hmm. be it. You can right. win without him. And, and which defense do you think uh, is more representative of what we're going to get rest of the season? I mean, obviously, you know, they played against the Bills week one, so uh, you have to take that with a grain of salt. But uh, probably not as good as week one and probably not as bad as they showed in, in week two, right? 
Yeah, I would definitely, I would definitely say that that would be the case somewhere in 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 between the middle of that. You know, us as fantasy owners, we have a tendency to overreact. So, <laughs> oh my God, you can't really yeah. overreact to one side <laughs> or the other. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a lot of overreaction going on uh, on uh, this week, and uh, we'll get to some of that, too. But, uh, you know, we talked about uh, injury to Joe Mixon. Uh, why don't we just talk about the other couple of injuries that uh, are on everyone's mind? Uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, supposedly by today we should know whether or not, and we, we, well, maybe I shouldn't say that. <laughs> He's going to play. Yeah, I think he will, too. Uh, yeah. He's going to play. Yeah. Uh, but that, that performance Sunday night was just... Uh, Vintage classic Aaron Rodgers. No, no, it was great. It was great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, gets carted off the field, comes in, uh, and probably a little bit of showmanship also. But you know, still, inter- still good to see. And you saw they really loaded him up pretty good too at <laughs> yeah, halftime. At the end of the game, well, I think he was a little loaded up uh, when he was interviewed at the end of the game. Yeah, at the end of the, the game, cut, definitely. He looked a little loopy. No, <laughs> yeah, he definitely did look a little loopy. I, you noticed that too, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, give me some of what he's taking. I, you know, I, I want to be happy as well. <laughs> uh, but uh, Packers officially saying, hey, it's not a layup. But I'm with you. I think he starts this week. Uh, are you worried about him? Let's say if you're an Aaron Rodgers owner. I mean, to me, if you're an Aaron Rodgers owner and he's on the field, I know it's a very tough matchup against the Vikings. But to me, I, I, if I'm an owner, unless I have something really good, I, I'm starting him. No, you started Aaron. Yeah, yeah, there's no reason to ever. You wouldn't draft Aaron Rodgers to sit him. So mm-hmm. as long as he's healthy, he's clearly a go. Mm-hmm. Uh, another uh, injury uh, that uh, people are watching is the one to uh, Leonard Fournette. Uh, yes. And, right, uh, Jaguars running back. Uh, last I heard, there was going to be a game-time decision. But uh, you know what? I could see them sitting him. Uh, I don't know uh, what you think, but, I mean, uh, hopefully you were fast enough as a fantasy owner to work the waiver and pick up uh, T.J. Yeldon this week. Yeah, if you got T.J. Yeldon, he's going to be a good replacement, pass, catch, and running back. Uh, he'll be in that all low-end, all-B1, high-end, all-B2 range. He gets all of that work uh, in what should be a very good matchup down there. Uh, rematch yes, last yes. year's AFC Championship game against the Patriots, yeah. Mm-hmm, yep. Um, officially, uh, Devonta Freeman, running back for the Falcons, is out. Uh, but uh, they've got a pretty good backup uh, who has fantasy value in his own right, even when Devonta Freeman is healthy. I'm talking about Tevin Coleman. Yeah, no, Tevin Coleman, whenever Devonta, I mean, like you said, either or, and he's even better uh, when he gets the full workload. So Tevin Coleman must play this week for DFS and for um, season-long leagues. I own Tevin Coleman in about seven teams. I always have owned Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman is kind of what I call a, a fantasy Swiss Army knife. He's a guy that you can throw out there, in a pinch, and he always seems to get it done. Yep, absolutely. All right. So, uh, like I said, uh, what we're going to do, we're going to give you a preview. Uh, we're going to go through all the games, uh, give you our analysis in terms of, you know, the spread, over-unders, individual players, whether or not we think you should be uh, starting them or sitting them. Uh, I'm going to pick uh, Corey's brain a little later, too, in regards to some survivor picks. Uh, and we'll throw in some DFS as we do game-by-game uh, game analysis as well. Sound good, Corey? Sounds good to me, my man. All right. All right. So why don't we uh, get started? Uh, and uh, if we can't finish it in this segment, we'll pick it up But uh, as in the second segment. But why don't we start with uh, the Jets uh, as a home favorite? The Jets as a home favorite. Uh, I-, I have them as a two-and-a-half-point favorite over the Dolphins and uh, the over-under of uh, 43 and a half in this game. Uh, well, I mean, Monday night, uh, big, big victory for the Lions. It looked like that uh, game was getting get a, to a really tough start with Sam Darnold throwing a, a pick six for his first uh, throw in the NFL. But, you know, I'm Terrible very pass, too, across his, yes. across his body to the other side of the field. And yet yeah. the Jet fans are probably like, oh, Lord, here we go again. <laughs> but you know what? That was not the case this time. Right. Well, the kid's been really impressive since preseason. I mean, he missed the few first few days uh, due to a, some technicality holdout. But as soon as he came into camp, uh, knew the playbook, uh, you know, Jets and his teammates have nothing but good things to say about him. But he really rebounded, showed a lot of poise that some uh, veterans might not show after that uh, first pass. 
Yeah, and you know, and he came in there and he did the job. Uh, he he drove the bus. He didn't turn the football over any longer. Um, he made sure. You know, obviously, you like to see the rapport that he developed with Quincy and Numa, another player that I mm-hmm. got stuck on a lot of my benches. Had him since draft day. So mm-hmm. you, you see that he throws a couple touchdown passes. The running game gets going, and really, they embarrass the Lions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm with you on Quincy Inunua. He was a guy that I was picking up very late in drafts. I mean, I remember him a couple of years ago. He looked like he was really coming into his own. And then uh, I think it was in the preseason where he had a neck injury that uh, uh, basically ended his 2017 season. But I think that he's uh, he's going to end up being a, a – a top-flight wide receiver for the Jets this season. I mean, we talk about Robbie Anderson, but I like Inunua as well. No, oh, yeah, I'm a big Inunua fan. I don't own no shares of Robbie Anderson this year. I was all over Quincy Inunua. Um, and I, I don't know, you know, listen, it depends on what your wide receiver depth looked like. I think he could be started a lot of weeks as a wide receiver three or a flex option. So mm-hmm. I'm a Quincy Inunua supporter. I, I, you know, when you hear a rookie quarterback come out and say he's easy to throw the ball to, yeah, as, um, yeah. as Donald did this week, I mean, you, that, you you got to feel pretty uh, optimistic about Inunua as long as he can stay healthy moving forward. Yeah, and in DFS as well, he's a guy that you could get in your lineup if you want to, uh, you know, get some chalk in your DFS lineup. Uh, right now, Inunua is probably not very expensive in DFS play. Uh, allow you to get some of the, the bigger stars in your DFS lineups as well. Uh, 100% correct on that one. You're, you're right about that. Uh, you know, his number will uh, allow, you to, uh, allow you to get some big-time players in your lineup. Yeah. I'm just curious, why did you – I wasn't really big into Robbie Anderson as well. Were you worried about, uh, you know, his – off the field, I thought uh, I, 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 no, no, off the field is not anything to do with fantasy. I worry. I was more worried about him being a, a, his uh, ascension last year was because he fit that system and the fact that Anuma was not there. Anuma was the better player. Gotcha. All right. uh, you're right. It doesn't affect off the field. Doesn't affect fantasy unless you get suspended. But uh, we'll continue yeah, our true. breakdown. Yep. <laughs> we'll continue our breakdown of this game and all of week two. You're listening to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Weekend Fantasy Update, Joe Galina along with the Fantasy Executive, Corey Parson. Sean Angle producing our show, keeping us flying straight, bringing us in with a little uh, Rick James. Super freak. That's what they call you on the... That's what they call you on the weekend, Joe. Super freak. I was going to ask you, you know, uh, you know, if you know any super freaks, uh, maybe you know, give them my number or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be make uh, sure to share that information with you. Yeah, Joe. please. Yeah, tr- yeah, tweet it out. God, no. Yes. Uh, all right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> but Sean, uh, really, every week he does a great job uh, producing our show and uh, very uh, active. Uh, listens to the show and and brings in. Brings us in with some uh, good music. Uh, you big uh, Rick James fan from back in the day, or uh... Uh, you know, most of his work <laughs> I was a little bit too young to remember a lot of it, but some of this classic <laughs> stuff always sounds good. Right, right, right. I hear you. Okay. <laughs> uh, Want to rem- remind uh, our listeners that uh, Bet DSI is celebrating 20 years as the industry's biggest and safest betting site. They have uh, great customer service and fast, easy payment of winnings. You can play virtually every sport at BetDSI with hundreds of wavering options, including live in-game wagering on all major sporting events where you can make your play at any time during the game. Using promo code FNTSY, BetDSI is offering up 
to a $1,000 bonus on your first deposit. So use promo code FNTSY and try BetDSI.com. That's BetDSI.com, promo code FNTSY. Head on over and start winning today. So, uh, Corey, we were talking a little uh, Jets-Dolphins action, and uh, we were talking a lot about the uh, Jets side. What do you think about uh, Isaiah Crowell? I know it's only one game. Uh, 10 for 102, had a, a big 62-yard run. Uh, what are you thinking about uh, going forward uh, for Isaiah Crowell? Is he someone that you could uh, slip into your uh, lineup on a weekly basis as maybe an RB2 or maybe a guy that, you know, depending on the matchup that you'd put in as a, uh, <laughs> I guess that was uh, Crowell running toward, running past this, uh, that, that 62-yard run. <laughs> okay. Maybe. I don't know. I was a little <laughs> lost, but okay. Right, right. It sounded like a, a bullet passing us, but anyway. Oh, okay, uh, so okay. You, you got you to gotta just make put yourself inside Sean's mind. <laughs> there you but, go. He's right. But is he more a DFS play based on the matchup, or is he a guy that you could start every week as like an RB2? I think he's probably in that low-end RB2 range, but Lyle Powell still being in there obviously, uh, mm-hmm. you know, affects the like affects the, the the workload a little bit. I, you mm-hmm. know, I'm not a big Powell guy. I used no? to like okay. Powell a lot, but he never did anything. Right, right. Well, I mean, he's always not always, but uh, his forte has always been that uh, pass catching ability, right? Yeah, but it's like he should have broke out by now. Mm-hmm. Um, they still went and got Crowell. They never really gave him a chance to be the guy. Right. So, but he's kind of in the way of Crowell. So, mm-hmm. um, basically, you got a two-headed backfield right here, more of a headache than anything else. You like, I like the way Crowell, Crowell ran the other night. If he can mm-hmm. keep that up, he'll get the job. But right now, and probably for the next week or so, he's probably in that low-end RB two uh, to mid RB three. All right, and then on the Dolphins side, uh, we got uh, Ryan Tannehill back finally behind uh, center. Big deal, right, for fantasy purposes. But, hey, uh, Devontae Parker uh, has been dealing with a broken finger. He was practicing this week. Uh, could be uh, ready to play. I think he will play. Uh, risky play or is someone that maybe you uh, sneak into your lineups? Devontae Parker? Yeah, No. No, hell no. <laughs> no, Devontae Parker sucks. He always has sucked. He always it, will it. suck. He can't stay on the field. It's a finger. It's a toe. It's a uterus. It's always something with Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker ever... has a uterus? Okay. Yes, he does. I'm oh, not okay. ever buying the Devontae Parker thing again. All right. Uh, <laughs> I love it, Corey. Kenny Stills, last week, four for 106, two touchdowns. Big playability, but... You know, he's another guy that's disappointed for the past few years. I love Kenny Stills. I'm on the opposite side of Devontae <laughs> Parker. Absolutely love Kenny Stills. I think Stills is the, the wide receiver to own. He'll mm-hmm. get a lot of the targets that uh, Jarvis Landry left out there with his departure. I think mm-hmm. he becomes Tannehill's go-to guy. So I look for a big season from Kenny Stills. Like uh-huh. him uh, as a start in season-long and DFS leagues. Right. Uh, Danny Amendola, not a guy that you're going to start in, in season-long leagues usually, but a guy that, man, if this guy could just stay healthy, he would have had a nice, nice career, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, he can be a, a serviceable guy through the bye weeks on uh, Amendola, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the thing with Amendola is you, and when his injury comes, you don't want it to strike when he's in your lineup with zero right, right. points. Right, right. Uh, a guy that uh, I think that our listeners should uh, just keep an eye on is Joaquin Grant. Uh, okay. you, know, you know this guy? Seven targets, five for 38. Uh, it looks like they want to get him involved in the uh, in their uh, offense. So if uh, Amendola goes down, maybe uh, uh, Grant could uh, have a little role over there. I think but, it's uh, probably going to be more of an injury for mm-hmm. where he can get his fantasy value from. But uh, I, a guy I would keep on my watch list. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, Jets, two-and-a-half-point favorite over the Dolphins, three-and-a-half over-under. If you were a betting man. Who are you taking in this I, game? I am. Um, I wouldn't leave it alone. I wouldn't yeah. fool with it. I wouldn't mm-hmm. let this blow up a parlay ticket. I, mm-hmm. I, I, it's a game that I would leave off my ticket altogether. That's the way I plan on playing it this week. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, our buddy Gabe, Gabe Morrissey, mm-hmm. his last uh, nine starts, he's 8-1, and one, Ryan Tannehill. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Right. You would never think that, huh? Right. But uh, – that's where it stands right now. Um, I just don't like the game if I had to go one side of it. What's the number that you're looking at right now? Uh, the uh, the spread two and a half and the over under forty three and a half. Don't like it. I don't mm-hmm. like it. If I would buy. I would. I would buy a point. Put the Dolphins at three and a half. 
these division rivalries really tough to figure out, though, right? That, exactly. Uh huh. All these teams know each other so well. So, and uh, we're going to talk uh, a little later. Giants, uh, Cowboys. I'm on the Giants side. You're on the Cowboys side, sir. Uh, so that's you know should be an interesting game too uh, tomorrow night. Uh, Somebody's going to be zero and two. Yeah, it's not going to be the Giants. It's not going to be the Cowboys. <laughs> <We're> gonna... <laughs> I guess they're going to tie. I guess they're going to tie. I, I guess it's going to be a, our second tie of the young season coming up. Yeah, this yeah. Give each team a participation trophy because, hey, no one's going to lose. There you go right there. <laughs> a tie would feel like losses to both teams, though. <laughs> yes, it would, yeah. Uh, so uh, why don't we uh, move forward with the – I'm really interested to talk that game. Let's do it a little later. Keep uh, yep. keep our, our listeners uh, interested, right? But uh, So you have the team from Washington as a, uh, a six-point favorite over the Colts, and that team from Washington is home. Uh, 48 is the over-under, and uh, the uh, team from Washington, 3-1 against the spread in the last four as home favorites uh, between four and eight points. Uh, what do you think about the uh, the Colts? Well, I mean, Colts are 6-2 I think the Colts in the, skin is one of, in the skins are one of the more interesting games to uh, handicap this week. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. For fantasy purposes, I mean, you know who the particulars are. Yeah. Um, I don't think Ryan Grant is a guy you could put in your starting lineup yet, Joe. He, okay. And I asked this question back to you, though, but I think he's worth definitely putting on your watch list. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, when you look at what Luck did last week, 53 pass attempts, right? I mean, mm-hmm. so I mean, yeah, we yeah. know that there are 53. So uh, I guess it shows you that his arm is healthy, but at the same time, uh, it was just throwing uh, a little over six yards per pass attempt. So uh, a lot of uh, shorter passes, right, methodical passes. So I think going forward, I mean, we, we know how good uh, T.Y. Hilton is, right? Jack Doyle, we know what he could do, tight end for them, right? Uh, now they got Eric Ebron, who Frank Wright, their new head coach, has said they're going to get him involved in that offense, and he even scored a touchdown last week. We've been waiting for Eric Ebron for years, right, with, with yeah. the Lions, right? Uh, but I think that Grant, uh, definitely watch this, maybe even depending on the size of your league, maybe even someone that you pick up on the waiver wire. Not yeah, definitely. Week. No, no, in a 12-team PPR, um, mm-hmm. you look at that target share and how much Andrew Luck is more than likely to throw the ball in every game this year. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Ryan Grant is definitely, uh, I think, a guy that's worth add. I picked him up in a couple plots where spots where I'm wide receiver, uh, um, you know, not as strong at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. It's only one game, but do you think that the, uh, the Colts – Offensive line has improved enough where uh, Luck will survive the season. I mean, he's sacked twice, but uh, you know, I'm still not convinced. They'll get a big <laughs> test tomorrow. Uh, the Skins have one of the best D lines in football. Mm-hmm. All right, and uh, so the, with the the Skins, uh, Adrian Peterson. Looked pretty good last week, and he actually even said that uh, he left a lot of yards on the field, you know, uh, so he thinks he could get better. I mean, so Adrian Peterson, you know, last year he was – Kind of a, a guy that you know faded as the season went on. Is he a guy that maybe you'd keep uh, on your team? Maybe try to though trade him uh, high. You know, uh, I'm selling high. If I'm a, yeah, if uh, I'm Adrian Peterson owner, I'm looking to sell high. Mm-hmm. Uh, these older running backs, they can give you a couple games a year like this, like mm-hmm. he did last week. But eventually, they're going to start to hit the ball. It's just too much miles on that, and he's mm-hmm. not going to be able to carry that offense. Yeah, so uh, hopefully he has a, a good game tomorrow, and uh, fantasy owners uh, could, you know, sell him high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, That'd so, be even better. Yeah, absolutely, right? Uh, so I, I talked about the uh, Colts running game. I mean, uh, nothing anybody? To talk about. Nothing, right? No, Jordan nothing Wilkins, I mean, about. 14 for 43 catches. I mean, it's just going to yeah, – luck is just going to have to throw the ball. Yeah. Man, it's nothing to talk it, – it, Indianapolis hasn't had a running game in years. Maybe mm-hmm. they'll get one next year if they get Le'Veon Bell. Remember Edron um, James, maybe, right? Is that the yeah, last Yeah, it's Vincent Edron James. Who's a whole, <laughs> put it like this. The last piece of a running game they had was Edron James. Mm-hmm. He's up for nomination for the Hall of Fame this year. <laughs> wow. That tells you how long it's been, right? Mm-hmm. There you go right there. Um, no running game here with, mm-hmm. with, with the Colts to, to, to look at. I'm not buying none of these guys. Um, mm-hmm. So, Wilkins, um, I'm not saying that you would cut him right now. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could trade him, I, I just he can be serviceable in the PPR because of his pass catching ability. 
Right, right. Uh, anybody on uh, the Washington side that uh, you like this week other than uh, we talked about Adrian Peterson? I mean, uh, Chris Thompson, uh, maybe uh, Jamison Crowder, Dachson, uh, you know, anybody uh, I like, that I like, stands I, out? I think it's Chris Thompson and Jordan Reed. As long as Jordan Reed is healthy, he's always a risk. You know how he goes. Mm-hmm. You know, when he gets hit, he labors to get up a lot. Concussions have been an issue. So you're always taking the gamble when you have him in your lineup. But mm-hmm. – um. Uh, Chris Thompson looks good this year. He looks fast. He looks quick. He looks like a guy that's going to get a lot of passes from Alex Smith. I like I like both of those players. Matter of fact, I like all three of those players in DFS this week. Uh, depending on how many lineups you do, um, I like uh, Smith, Thompson, and Reed. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. In terms, especially Reed, uh, I think now you know his price is low enough in DFS. You know, if he re- remains healthy, look, if this guy remains healthy, he's probably a, a top four tight end, right? I mean, you got Gronk, you got uh, Carson Wentz, not Carson Wentz, uh, Zach Ertz. I always get them confused. Uh, <laughs> Travis guy. Kelsey, yeah, right, right. Travis and then, Kelsey yeah. and Reed. Yeah, for real. Especially with Walk, especially with Olsen and Walker, uh, both down yeah. for some time. It mm-hmm. looks like Reed would probably would be that guy, much more so than Jimmy Graham would be. Yeah, yeah, uh, you're right. And uh, narrative be- uh, about Graham, and we'll get to that Packers game a little later. Uh, basically, he had a pretty small week last week, but uh, I- I'm thinking that uh, he's more of a, of a red zone kind of guy. But uh, uh, what about the uh, narrative of this game, that Washington and the Colts? Like I said, uh, the- I saw the spread opening up as three. Uh, Washington now favored by six. Uh, what are you thinking about this game and, and the over-under uh, 48? It had been 45 and a half. You think it's like a high-scoring uh, game? I, I like the under in this contest. Mm-hmm. I like under that under that 48. Um, if I would put I – I like the Colts getting five and a half. I think that would be the, the play. But I also, by the same token, um, think that, you know, the skins can cover. This is one of the more intriguing matchups. It is a part of one of my uh, – I got it on one of the tickets. Um, I got it as a uh, as the coach covering the five and a half. I think DC wins the game, though. There you go. All right, all right. Uh, what do you what do you think? It basically, and like I said, we're going to talk about the uh, Giants Dallas matchup. What do you think about this NFC East? Uh, I mean, sl- slam dunk uh, Eagles, right? I mean, then after that, uh, the, the Eagles the Eagles offense doesn't look good with Nick Foles right now. You yeah. want to see how it looks and clicks when Wentz gets back out there. Um, they're going to, you know, the Eagles are a solid team. The Super Bowl champions. I think D.C. is going to be real strong this year, though. Yeah. I think that the Eagles can get by until Wentz is is in the lineup. I mean, the uh-huh. defense is good enough. Uh, and for fantasy purposes, I don't love their individual players in their run game. But just overall, I think it's it's very good. Yeah. No, um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, their overall game, they're, they're built, you know, in the trenches. And that, and that works for them. And they're mm-hmm. very well coached. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I agree with you. All right. So uh, why don't we move on? And uh, if we need to finish this uh, game after the break, we will. But uh, we got the Steelers at home. So uh, Big Ben's got to be happy, right? The Steelers at home uh, against the Chiefs. I've got this game at four and a half uh, with the Steelers, obviously, as the favorite. Uh, I think it's the highest projected point total, 53 and a half. So uh, Pittsburgh has won the last five meetings between these teams at Heinz Field. And uh, they're also four and one against spread in the last uh, five games against the uh, the Chiefs and uh, Chiefs are five and one against the spread in their last six games overall, dating back to last season. So, uh, I mean, let's face it, Corey, this this whole home away thing with Big Ben, it's for real. Oh yeah, no, it, it definitely <laughs> is more in the trend. It's something that um he does play better at home. You know, I don't know what the situation is or why, <laughs> but it's been that way for years now. Intriguing game uh, with this one. Um, I, I when it comes down to handicapping it I tell you it, 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 a lot of it looks like the Pittsburgh Steelers <clears throat> mm-hmm. I don't think the Steelers start 0-2 I'm just that number is what intrigues me as far as what can't how close Kansas City can keep it mm-hmm. a lot of people think Kansas City can go in here and get a win Andy Reid you know wins games like this a lot What do you think about the? Uh, the, the I mean, what's your what's your thinks, uh, feelings about this? I mean, uh, you think they could keep it close? Do you do you believe that narrative? I think they keep it close. I do. I think yeah. they keep it close. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think uh, they keep you, it close. 
they right. they always beat the Steelers too. <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, and so, in terms of this whole Le'Veon Bell situation, I mean, we know we know what's going on. He's obviously not starting week two. But do you think that th- there's a bigger thing going on in that locker room? I mean, you have uh, reports of Antonio Brown uh, tweeting out to a uh, reporter, you know, threatening to punch him in the jaw or whatnot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bell's offensive line, uh, you know, tweeting out against him. Uh, do you think that there's a bigger force at work here that, that could uh, not kill but could, could affect the, uh, the Steelers' overall season? Um, I, I think it could, but I think Mike Tomlin gets it worked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Mike him. Tomlin can get it figured out. Yeah, I think Mike Tomlin can get it figured out, and get mm-hmm. it back to what's going on in between the white lines. I trust Tomlin to do that in this situation. All right, all right. Well, we'll continue breaking down this game and more. You're listening to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Like a great pass rusher, the Roto Experts will help you sack your fantasy football competition. When you register for their exclusive Edge Fantasy Package, you get a cheat sheet generator plus a player database with sortable projections and rankings from the best in the business. And you can join the fantasy conversation in the 24-7 Slack chat channel. Visit rotoexperts.com to register for the exclusive Edge Fantasy Package and enter the promo code FNTSY and you get a 10% discount. That's the rotoexperts.com exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package promo code FNTSY. Outstanding. You know about a little outstanding, Joe Galena. The Gap Band. I love the Gap Band. (laughs) I love the Gap Band. (laughs) Uh, Burn Rubber on Me. You know that? Are you familiar with the Gap Band? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I love the Gap Band. Also a Gap Band fan over here, too. You dropped the bomb on me. Dropped the bomb on me. Look at Sean Engel digging in the crates, (laughs) pulling up. Outstanding. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, uh, uh, full disclosure, I was listening to uh, the fantasy frenzy that you do on the afternoons, and and this song came on. I know you – I I planned it. I know you're a big – so am I. I mean, but uh, but, uh, party train, party train, yeah. yeah. I love the Gap Band, uh, the, the the Wilson brothers. I think one of them uh, passed, unfortunately. But uh, back in the day, in the the mid to late '80s, that's some really good uh, music coming out. Yeah, no doubt. So shout out to the Gap Band. That was a yeah, cool, yeah. that was a cool jam right there. Definitely uh, cool to hear that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> good job, Sean Engel. There you so, go, Sean. You're welcome, guys. <laughs> Glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> There you go. All right. Find more. Find more. Yeah. Um, so we were talking uh, Pittsburgh and the Chiefs. And it sounds like uh, Corey thinks that the Chiefs could uh, cover this game. Uh, but uh, i tell you right now. Let me go in yeah. here. Go ahead. It's, it's, it's one of the more interesting games of the week. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I'm looking at the Daily Roto site. Obviously, uh, Daily Roto, you know, the, the millionaire makeup people. Yeah. They have. Yeah. Um, they now, created they now another have, one. <laughs> They have a betting site now, and I'm I'm on it right now. And you know what? They they're they're playing this game. I don't, of course I can't take you all the way behind the wall, mm-hmm. but what I will do is I will give you a look at this one right here. Mm-hmm. Um, a little preview. It's like a little uh, a sneak peek. I gotta find mm-hmm. it first. Though my eyes don't move as fast as they used to, Joe. Um, <laughs> you know I, where's that? Where's that? Yesterday they had the actual play up. Today they took it down, so they they must they like the over in this game, which mm-hmm. I would agree on that. I like the over in this game also. And it's already high, fifty three and a half. But uh, yeah, I could see. Yep. I could see, yeah. This could be, uh, have shootout uh, tendencies. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't really they don't really have no definite pick on this game. Mm-hmm. And so this is one that I probably would leave off my ticket myself. But I believe yesterday at one point this was mm-hmm. trending towards the Chiefs plus six. Mm. All right. You know, if I had to put a bet on this, tell you the truth, th- what I'm seeing is a four and a half today. I, I, I could see the Steelers covering. That's my opinion. But just basically the Chiefs uh, secondary, pretty bad. Um, and, you know, even when I was making, I made a, a couple of uh, DFS lineups this morning. At first I had Antonio Brown in there, but you know what? It's so expensive. I said, and the Chiefs uh, secondary so bad. 
I threw uh, Juju Smith-Schuster in there instead. You could drop down the Smith-Schuster. Yeah. You really want to hit yeah. a home run, put James Washington in there. Even I love I James Washington. I don't know about this week, but by the end of the season, yeah. I love him. But I, I agree. I don't know if the snaps are going to be enough this week for him to have an mm-hmm. impact on the game. Mm-hmm. But Smith-Schuster, listen, guys that were drafted Smith-Schuster in the third or fourth round, they got to feel pretty good after week one and probably mm-hmm. feel that same way all season, Joe, because he is a big part of this offense, especially now with Bell out. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Steelers just keep on finding these guys, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Got to give, gotta give them credit. So um, let's talk a little bit about the individual players in this game. Obviously, uh, James Conner, big, big week, 31 carries for 135 yards, which in a way, those 31 carries, you kind of understand what Le'Veon Bell was kind of saying, that, you know, the, the Steelers just running them into the ground. But, uh, you know, two touchdowns for him. Uh, two, two questions about Conner. Is he that good, or is it you know the the, the Steelers system? Because we go back a couple of years to D'Angelo Williams, who had a big season, right? And number two, uh, James Conner, sell high candidate. No, you don't sell high on James Conner. You hold James Conner. Uh, you don't know how the Le'Veon situation is going to play out, but this young man is going to continue to get more and more comfortable throughout the course of the season. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if Le'Veon Bell never plays another snap for the Steelers again. Um, wow. This is what I. This is what it, it is. It is a fantasy-friendly system that they run. Todd yeah. Haley not in tow no more, but he passes it right down to his assistant, and more or less they keep the same offense with Big Ben. That Pittsburgh Steeler running back. If it's me or you, Joe, it's going to be an RB one. <laughs> wow. You probably we have to faith listen. <laughs> listen, it'll be next year though. Next year. Oh, okay. we have to, right. we have to, we have to, so we could train, right? <laughs> we can train. We can train. Yeah, uh, me and right. you can train for it. Uh, <laughs> and, and and hopefully the FNTSY would document it, right? You put exactly. maybe like a sixty-minute documentary of us mm-hmm. training for next year. That'd be fun. That, that would be you. fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah we might you know, be pick embarrassing, up, but it'd be fun. <laughs> we'll pick, up, <laughs> pick up those big tires, throw them down. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, play a little Rocky music in the background. I'm all for that. I need to listen to that, so let's do it. <laughs> so uh, Patrick Mahomes last week, obviously Impressive, connected huh? with Right, yeah. There you go. You see, Sean listens to the show. He certainly <laughs> does. <laughs> so uh, Mahomes connecting with his lethal weapon in uh, Tyreek Hill. 15 for 27, 256 yards, four touchdowns, no picks, right? Uh, could he be the next, we'll say, Deshaun Watson? I know they're two different players. Watson's a more mobile quarterback, but it, it, could Mahomes be be that that kind of guy this year? I think he'll see adversity at times throughout the course of the season. Um, I, th- I think I might have him in, a, in, a, in a, one or two different spots. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I think I might have him in one or two di- different spots, but um, in starting lineups, I took a gamble on him in a couple spots. Um, but I, I like the kid. I think mm-hmm. when the game script calls for it, I think he'll have big games. It'll be some trepidation. He'll have some ups and downs, but I like him. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, one thing I noticed was uh, Travis Kelsey. I don't know what this music's about. It's almost Lethal like a, weapon a, theme. you know we're not lovers. Oh, Lethal, huh? <laughs> Lethal Weapon theme. All right. Well, uh, the problem with this one is, Sean, nobody really recognizes the Lethal Weapon team. But I like what you. I like how you're thinking. Cause it almost sounds like you know it's like a love song. Me and Corey, we like each other, but you know, it's not that serious. <laughs> yeah, not yet. Maybe by week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, so in uh, other words, it's still in the like- dating phase. Well, uh, <laughs> well, let's let's get the workouts down first and, and see how that works. But uh, the the last guy I'll talk about regarding this uh, Chiefs Steelers game and Patrick Mahomes, I was not not surprised because I mean, look of what Tariq Hill did last week. I mean, you know, you keep on going to him, but Travis Kelsey's t- six targets, uh, one catch for six yards. Should Travis Kelsey owners be a little nervous, or it's only one, week one? I, it's only it's only week one. Um, obviously, chemistry with a new quarterback is something that I preached when guys were going after Mahomes, Kelsey, and Watkins. It looks like it's working with Tyreek Hill. Um, mm-hmm. um, it looks like the, the the chemistry is there from week one. Uh, so we got to see how it it it, it uh, f- tunes out with the rest of the players. If I'm a Kelsey mm-hmm. owner, I'm not hitting the panic button yet. 
Right. And, and uh, I like what you say, not hitting the panic button yet because – Would you buy low if he has another game where he's three for 37 with no mm-hmm. touchdowns? Would you buy low? Uh, I would definitely be interested. Okay. Yeah. What about you? Would you would you initiate a trade offer, or would you uh, enter, or entertain if it came in your box inbox? <laughs> I like how you fixed that in in my box. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Very good. Uh, you know, if I if I, if I really... moving kind of moving kind of fast, huh, Joe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said <laughs> I said wait till week thirteen, baby. <laughs> Uh, you know, <laughs> d- depending times. on, <laughs> but depending on my needs in terms of a, a tight end, uh, I might initiate it. Like, let's say if I really, you know, yeah. screwed up and, and didn't draft, uh, you know, let's say if my tight end was Austin Hooper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, then yeah. maybe I would. Yeah, yeah, you're really screwed up if your tight end is Austin Hooper, <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's it. So yeah. So uh, like, I'm thinking that the Steelers could cover. I think your uh, initial, initial thought I thought was the Chiefs might be able to cover in this, right? Uh, ah, this is a tough call right here. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? I got, I'm going with Pittsburgh in this one. Okay. I'm going with All Pittsburgh. Right. I don't think yeah. they come out 0-2. I think the number being kind of in the Vegas zone sick, uh, is kind of telling you that um, you know, that's the Steelers are the play in this one. Right, right. Or 0-1-1. Remember, they, they, they tied last week. <laughs> hey, I just yeah, got exactly. uh, breaking, breaking news. Josh Gordon out versus the Saints, and that was the next game I was going to talk about. Uh, really? Josh Gordon, yeah, hamstring, officially. And, and I, I didn't really hear anything about him uh, being injured. Did you? Is this Not, a Nothing at all. Right. I have, to edit, I have to edit a DSS lineup, a DFS lineup now. Yeah, yeah. So Josh Gordon, I wonder, you know, they're calling it a hamstring. I guess what, our teams, can they be, uh, what am I thinking of? I mean, let's say if there was something other, something else brewing, could they just call no, it a hamstring? No, I don't, I don't think they could do that at, at this point, not with, um, mm-hmm. not with, not, not with um, the young man, um, uh, Gordon. I think, you know, I think Gordon is something. They know this kind of information this coming from Gordon would be a story. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. All right, so I, w- I was going to talk about the Saints-Browns anyway, so why not talk about them? Saints are home. Uh, they're a nine-point favorite over the Browns, who didn't lose in week one, Corey. They didn't lose. You're right, they tied. <laughs> uh, and that's uh, the Cleveland Browns opened the season with something other than a loss for the first time since uh, 2004. Right? How about uh, that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, so th- this line opened up uh, at uh, – I have it opening up at 7.5. Like I said, it's at 9. Uh, Vegas thinks it's going to be pretty high scoring. The over-under is 49. Saints yeah. have a history of getting off uh, to some slow starts. Uh, but Saints coming off of a bad loss to the uh, Bucks, and, and last year we thought the Saints had figured out their uh, whole – defensive uh, system, right? The defense looked really good after it looked bad for many years. I mean, should we be concerned about this uh, Saints defense? I tell you what, put it like this. It's interesting to see how they were absolutely tore apart by mm-hmm. Ryan Fitzpatrick last week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing about Fitzmagic. He don't care. He's going to put <laughs> pressure on your defense all game. He don't care if he throws seven interceptions. He's just going to mm-hmm. keep letting it fly. That is the Ryan Fitzpatrick MO. So he's, that's, that's how he plays. Now in a situation where you get a Tyrod Taylor comes in there, that's not how Tyrod Taylor plays. Totally mm-hmm. different game plan to Tyrod Taylor. Wants to manage the football well. Wants to take, take advantage of the clock. Mix in the running game and try mm-hmm. to just drive the bus and not make those plays. So two different type of offensive schemes they're going up to are uh, going up against these two first, um, in these two first weeks of the season. What, mm-hmm. I will, what I will say is this. I would say that um, as far as that line goes, I think the Saints cover. Yeah, I mean, I think I think they will as well. Uh, I think they got to be angry, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Embarrassed, and they have. Let's face it, they have a lot of talent, right? I mean, uh, you know, we already know about Breeze, uh, Kamara, Kamara picking up right where he left off. Michael Thomas as well. Uh, I, I think that they just crush, uh, crush him, right? Uh, Ted Ginn could get involved as well, uh, you know. Yeah, no, you, you, Kamara and Thomas are the big pieces. Those are the guys, the, the main cogs right there, along with uh, Drew Brees, the uh, future Hall of Famer. So mm-hmm. you like those guys a lot. going to be interesting to see if our guy, our Jim Day's guy, uh, uh, Watson, Ben Watson, ben Watson. Gets involved. 
Yeah, yeah. Ben Watson gets involved more this week. I tell you mm-hmm. what, I don't know if you would like the rest of us on the frenzy, and a lot of people I know that listen to watch the frenzy. Um, uh, a lot of people have Ben Watson on their fantasy teams because of Jim Day. If you haven't yeah. noticed that. Yeah, uh, he I was have the only couple. one talking about him. So you bought in too, huh? <laughs> I did. I did. I have, a, I, have a, I have a couple of shares of Watson, and I have to thank it to Jim Day. And it better pay off this week, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so uh, Ted Ginn. Uh, so there's some guys on this team uh, that you know, that's a. Traquan Smith is a guy uh, didn't do much last year, but like James Washington, I think by the end of the season he might be someone that could be relevant in this offense. Yeah, a lot of people were drafting him. I was more mm-hmm. like I let him pop off the waiver wire. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a player to watch. I'm not interested in uh, mm-hmm. any shares right now. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, and so uh, New Orleans has one had one. Eight straight games at home before losing to the Bucks last week. So I think you and I are both in agreement. It's a big uh, nut to cover, right? There's nine points, but I think I like the I like it. the money I like the money line much better than I like the point spread. Mm-hmm. If I had to if I had to, if I had to pick the game uh, against the spread, I would go with the Saints. But it'll be a part of a money line parlay. With the, the Saints to be a part of a money line parlay. Mm. All right, and. Um, so, in terms of uh, Browns players, I was going to ask you, you know, uh, after last week, you know, Josh Gordon, good to get in your lineup every week, but uh, obviously now he, he's out, and that's uh, breaking news uh, due to a hamstring injury. But what was what I like to see, a lot of people were, I guess, semi-down on Jarvis Landry. I kind of thought that he was going to have a nice season as well. Uh, I, I bought into that big speech that uh, he had on uh, HBO's Hard Knocks. He just looked, even in preseason, in the preseason games, uh, he played the Giants, he just looked all fired up. 15 targets last week, 7 for 106. And uh, on a DFS lineup, uh, FanDuel, he was only 6700 bucks. You know, I mean, oh, Antonio a, Brown I think, I think was 8900 Tyreek Hill when was uh, yep. 81. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite DFS players of the week uh, with this news is uh, is Jarvis Landry. I think Jarvis Landry is a guy you have to get in your lineup now. I look at the Cleveland Browns to be fighting uphill. That's a perfect type game plan for Ty- Tyrod Taylor and Jarvis Landry. I, Jarvis Landry is one of the most underrated players in fantasy, and I Absolutely. think he definitely gets a spot in your DFS this week. I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and last year he finally uh... – you know, started scoring touchdowns. I mean, he was always known as a high-target, high-reception kind of guy, but, uh, you know, this guy could find the red zone uh, and end zone, you know, as as necessary, no? Yeah, no, I, I like it. I like mm-hmm. it. Um, I'm in on him. I, even if it was – I'm not looking for touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe, I'm looking for consistency in targets, and that's what Jarvis Landry has. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about Ben Watson uh, and Joku. You think that he could uh, – I mean, I'm thinking that uh, – and I think we both agree Browns will be playing from behind in this game. Slow start for both tight ends last week with Watson mm-hmm. and Njoku. I mm-hmm. like Njoku a lot. I got him back in some starting lineups this week, but I got my eye on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Could be a, a nice uh, bargain on DFS lineups as well. Yeah, yeah. that's also mm-hmm. a way you can go. Um, I, I tell you my DFS tight end a little bit later on. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. We'll look forward to hearing that. And uh, later on, you and I are going to get into it a little bit uh, about the Giants and the Cowboys. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking Packers-Vikings and uh, still waiting to get some news as to whether or not, I don't know if we're going to find out today, to tell you the truth. This might be a game-time decision, I have a feeling, whether or not Aaron Rodgers plays or not. But uh, I do like <laughs> this one quote I'll leave us with uh, was uh, from Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer, he said uh, regarding Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he walks on water, so I'm sure he's going to play. <laughs> Cannot disagree with that. So um, we'll get to that when we come back. I think that's one of the interesting contests this week. <laughs> All right. Uh, taking us out with the uh, Gap Band again. Good job, Sean. You're listening to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Yeah. 